0: What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. And this week, we are actually talking about paint on Paint Bravely. We're going to get into all sorts of paints. What kind of paints? It's about time. I know, right? I don't think we've ever talked about paint. I mean, you know, occasionally.
1: Occasionally. We get there eventually.
0: Yeah, eventually. Like, we, we do talk about Painting miniatures and paints that we use but not so in depth i think no yeah yeah but before we get to that we want to do some hobby updates so we want to talk about what we've been up to doing hobby that kind of thing so brent what have you been up to in the last few weeks
1: well, Casey, I've been staying up to date on a very important project of mine, and that is cutting up all of my empty sprues. I've been staying on top of that. <laughs> That's you good. empty out a sprue. It's all done. You, you do what you gotta do. You cut that up into tiny little tic tac sized pieces of plastic and you put it in a box. And one of those days you're going to figure out something to do with it, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta condense down that pile of trash so that it's not, not too big and staring you in the face. So yeah you know last podcast I was clipping models out of sprues building models <laughs> this time around I can I can safely say that I have cut up all those sprues plus all the other sprues that were piling up around here mowing that lawn getting back down to it um <laughs> so it's been a, a pretty good productive hobby hobby time for me that's good I mean and, you and know, I've been painting lizards yeah yeah, yeah yeah lizards I've been been painting lizards <laughs> the lizard saga Uh, continues yeah so we so we had that sweet game in philadelphia and i've been putting together a couple of videos for that i realized i need some really nice pictures of those lizards for thumbnails oh yeah and i got in and i zoomed in on some of those lizards and they look good in a squad Mm -hmm. but you start just getting one of them really big on a thumbnail yeah we could could make some improvements here we can make this look better I want people to click on this lizard thumbnail, so we got to mm-hmm. make it look nice. So just revisiting a project that I'd put down a couple of weeks ago, and it's kind of nice to to come at it rested, fresh, and uh, ready to look at it with new eyes and, and make some improvements.
0: Yeah, 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 that's good. I like that. And cutting up those sprues, too, have you moved on uh, from the single box that you have? Have you decided to put it into a document-style box or a round edge is fine for this type of Round edges
1: are fine okay. for a giant pile of gray sprues. That makes yep. sense, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, you're not you're not planning on stacking them quite yet. Still one box. No, just the one big box at the moment. That's pretty amazing when you think about, like, how many boxes you had previously, and now it's all condensed into, like, a Lego pile,
1: you know? The sheer efficiency <laughs> that you can maintain with your pile of trash right, is, yeah. is really something. It's really something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, every
0: single week that I hobby, like, I don't know what it is, but I I create and accumulate trash. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know where it all comes from. Like, all of a sudden, I have filled an entire trash can and it's like, I, I'm just in this room by myself. Where did this all come from? I mean, it is amazing how much like actual waste there is. I mean, a lot of it's like paper towels, especially if doing like 3D printing, I go through like gloves, just like. Yeah, tic-tacs, you know, but uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it just, it, every single time I have to clean up my hobby space, it it amazes me how much I actually have to clean up. I don't know if you have that problem.
1: I, I try to be as efficient and, and reduce, reuse, recycle whenever I can. Mm. So, for example, the paper towels that I use when I'm painting and cleaning my brushes off, once those really get gummed up with, with uh, paint, kind of put those aside and now that's the, pay- that's the paper towel I used to, to pick up cat puke when, when <laughs> Gordon eats too fast. And so, really, yeah. I try to get as much use as I can out of all our disposables so that, uh, you know, not losing sleep about it. That's fair. hmm hmm <laughs> I got a system, man. I got a, it's, I got a system. It's a good <laughs> system, yeah. A whole system going here. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Uh, I, I, now he says he mentioned the cat puke thing. I, I should probably mention that I have used, you know, some of the paper towels to clean up some of the lizard goo left around, you know, but I am happy to report that, uh, my workshop is in fact lizard free. As of, at least I think it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this
1: workplace has been lizard free <laughs> yeah, for, for four days. days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll have to make a sign. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, though, I was, so I was sitting here at this desk that we're recording at right now. Um, and I like, I turned around to like check email for like five minutes. Right. And I, I was just sitting there. It's just my, my own business. Right. And I turned back around. Okay. And in the middle of my desk, on my bits because I've been working on uh, uh, Skaven Doom Wheels right because they're they're awesome yeah really really good and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute but I got the bits laid out nicely I'm filming the bits and uh, I turn around and there's this little little spider web hanging from the ceiling I can see it through my my light right I'm like okay that's that's interesting spider must have jumped off there kind of just gotten down right and I looking down, and I kind of, you know, you turn into the light a little bit. You see the spider web reflect. And there's a black widow in the middle of my bits pile, and it is made a full-on black widow nest right in there. And I'm just like, okay, I guess that's where we're at. The lizards are gone. The spiders are in. Uh I got the the uh, goosebumps going. You know, the little hairs on the back of your neck start tingling. Because, like, earlier, I was walking back and forth between my areas. And I kind of felt something on the back of my head. And I wasn't sure what it was. And I had gloves with resin on them. So, I couldn't check. And then that happened. So, I killed it. I squirted it down with isopropyl alcohol. And then I kept Mm working. I kept working. Because I don't know how else to get through that. But, man... I'm having uh, second thoughts about this place a little bit. I mean, it's nice, and that's the weird thing, but, like, it's definitely still a garage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, if that were me, I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be putting on my safety goggles <laughs> and, and, like, hat, <laughs> right? And putting on my oven mitts, and then I'd be getting some industrial uh, silicon caulk and just, <laughs> just, just going around with my caulk gun right? every, every corner, every edge, uh, just all of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the baseboards, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the weird thing is,
0: okay, is that the the room, the main room that I'm in, which is like a it's a good size like two-car garage, it's got baseboards like a house. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. carpet, okay? You know, it's the nice like uh industrial flat carpet, but it's carpet. And it it looks fairly sealed. Like I have a heater going and it stays warm in here, so it's insulated. But man, they just keep getting in. I'm not. I'm not worried about the lizards anymore. But net, you know, come summertime, like, is that going to be a problem?
1: I don't know. Well, you'll have to keep us updated, Casey. Yeah. The uh, I w- I want to say a black widow is like a minus two on your hobby <laughs> score. <laughs> it's, it's it's much worse. It's not good. It's not good. It, it's, it's not pretty extreme. It's it's pretty metal, but it's not. I mean, it's kind of metal, which.
0: Which I do like.
1: Yeah, but I don't know,
0: man. Like, it's like the little things, right? These little things keep popping back up and I gotta do something. Just, I gotta do something. I gotta, I gotta proof this entire, I don't know, bug bomb the whole thing or set lizard traps or something. But that's where I'm at. Buildings gave in doom wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Actually, yeah, that's, I, I got this, I got this doom wheel from a guy up in Canada, right? And the entire model was, was put together and he's like, well, I used what I had. Cause I don't know. I didn't have any instructions. So it was, it was basically put together like completely wrong. And, uh, all of it was super glued together. 100% of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Not super glue. That, that would actually be the right choice. Uh, hot glue. It oh, was hot glued hot glue, yeah. together, like the whole thing. So imagine a Doom wheel, right, with all the little intricate parts, the wheels and everything, if you've never seen one, and it's just hot glue. And that's it. Is it a plastic
1: or a metal Doom wheel?
0: It's a, it's a plastic one. So okay. a lot of the plastic was, was warped pretty good, too. So it was a pretty funky looking uh, Doom wheel. But I managed to get the most of the glue off, pretty much all of it. And I ended up finding a, a 3D print file that I'm not even kidding is the best ripoff 3D print file I've ever seen for a games workshop model. This this Doom wheel that I'm holding up is not real. That's a 3D print. This is a 3D print.
1: Ooh, and it looks okay, that is pretty nice.
0: absolutely legit. And I'm like really wow. wrestling over whether or not I should even share where it came from, because it's like you could look it up, right? Like,
1: eh. but it's it's so good. Just that know it, that it is out there. It know is out that there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the holy grail of false scaven doom wheels is out there if yeah. you just care to look. You have to believe in yourself that you can Google up doom wheel.
0: Pretty much. If you see the much. one that's
1: okay, you see the one that's just okay. Keep yeah, going, keep going, keep going. It gets yeah. deeper, Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's it's
0: I don't know, like I've I've just never seen a 3D print that solid before. That's like I, it amazes me that there there are those ripoffs out there because somebody had to take the time and effort to sculpt that to that degree. Right. And in this case, it's like they didn't miss a beat. It It looks exactly the same like the 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 rats are a little bit different they're like uh instead of like plague marine looking rats they're kind of like storm vermin looking rats so they just like changed out the type of rat but it still looks like the gw rats so i don't know but i i did keep the file i have all the stuff um because it also has one of the nicest like 3d printable flags like a big banner flag that's just empty so you can draw stuff on it you know freehand whatever you want Um, And they're they're like really hard to come by the actual flag for this model on eBay and everything else. They're really expensive. Like I bought one a few years ago and it was like almost 20 bucks for the stupid plastic flag. What? Yeah. So even just the flag portion has now saved me like $30 just building this kit back up. And of course, I just printed out the entire, you know, the entire model because it was too good.
1: So that's oh, all what, right. that's
0: what I've been working on.
1: Yeah. Alright, that's a pretty good find right there, Casey. I'm happy for you. I felt I felt good about it. Felt weird about it, but good, you know. Once you get that painted all up, you just don't tell anybody. I
0: yeah. Go right.
1: back and delete this episode.
0: <laughs> He's just, we'll just delete that. We'll just uh just cut that part out. Yeah. Uh <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so it's, it's been an interesting week, you know, the Black Widow thing, <laughs> the Doom Wheel thing. Uh, I feel like this is going to be some never-ending, like, stupid, you know, joke that's, like, not really a joke. Of, like, I'm just being invaded constantly.
1: Well, I, you know, I'm wishing you the best of luck for you and your family for your continued health <laughs> and well-being. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Black Widows are no joke.
1: No. No, I, d- I don't think they yeah.
0: No, I mean, I assume you have them in Maine
1: No No? We don't have that in Maine, we have We have bears, that's it
0: Oh, okay, well hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the The bear, the human
1: Moose? Uh, I mean, moose, yeah Moose, pretty dangerous uh, Car accidents involving deer, I, I don't know the, uh, yeah, Wildlife isn't here. too bad
0: Yeah, the deer yeah. thing, we've hit a deer here before yeah, That's no good Coyotes, too like they just
1: come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got those. Okay, we got those. Okay. No black widows, no certainly no lizards. I could tell you that right now. No <laughs> scorpions. What? Yeah, so
0: far okay, so yeah, I haven't seen a scorpion in here yet. Um maybe next summer. You know, when
1: it gets yeah. real hot. We're we're gonna have to uh seriously modify the, the hobby score rankings and, and really think of the negatives that that, that might be it, infecting yeah. your your work area. That's
0: actually I like that. That's a good addition because I know a lot of people, uh especially like in England, right? Um have like backyard sheds. And that's their hobby space. And and they're not fully contained. Like they're they're not insulated and done up necessarily. Oh it gets cold in the shed. Yeah. Well and and I mean what like uh Oliver from from Broadsword Wargaming, like when he was starting out, he was in a pretty big shed but, like, you could see light coming from underneath because the, the walls didn't go all the way down to the, the ground. So it's like it's literally a wooden shed. So, yeah, I mean, I could see how, like, if wildlife is attracted to your semi-warm hobby room, like, that is definitely a negative. Yeah, i will have to update the uh, the document. <laughs> it's almost time for another, like, Something iteration. To look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Something to
1: look forward to, dear listener. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Uh, not much else is, is new on my end. I've been I've been sick for more than a week here. I'd made it three oh, years man. without getting sick of anything, and then I just got a, a bad cold and hacking up a lung and yeah. but we're we're mostly better now, mostly. Well you and, sound good, uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Had uh Man, I was, I was just kind of getting out of bed every once in a while to see if my YouTube channel was still alive. And it turns out, it turns out. Uh, YouTube decided to get everybody really interested in the science of how superglue works. Yeah. So a video I posted three and a half years ago just suddenly got 300,000 views. Like, yeah, it took it three and a half years to get 80,000 views. And then, <laughs> like a week? At, at least a quarter of a million in the last week. Just everyone's going nuts on superglue. That's so insane trying to figure this out let me know if you're on tiktok and there's like a a tiktok challenge where 12 year olds are eating super glue or something i I don't know this this is all related
0: (laughs) there's got to be some kind of catalyst right something happened in the the larger sphere and people are like I need a Ph.D. scientist to tell me how this works.
1: <laughs> I need this right now. <laughs> and it's just an old Goobertown Hobbies video where it's not white balanced or anything. It's just right. me looking like an idiot. Right? like <laughs> Let me tell you how superglue works <laughs> And then just a really long rambling explanation of how superglue works. And then, oh, well, this is a great video. This is great. Oh man, this is just what I wanted. Like, well, it's exactly what they needed. Where were you four years ago? You right. know,
0: like. <laughs> Well, that's why there has yeah, to be something, right? There has to be some yeah. reason, like, that Superglue is now, like, this is a thing that we need to know about. And, yeah. like, they're looking
1: for that that scientific explanation, right? It's got to be, man. I was interested when I made that video. Nobody else was interested when I posted it. It was like, well, it's out there. I mean, <laughs> somebody's eventually going to watch it. And I was right. Yeah, I was right, you were sort right. Of. Yeah. See, so you just played the along. I got people complaining on the video, like, yeah, well, this video was cool, but I was disappointed that your channel does other stuff. I'm like, well, <laughs> well. If you watched this three and a half years ago, maybe the channel could all be about uh, the, the chemistry of glues. That's, but you that's didn't. Fair. So, Actually, here we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's 100% right. their fault. Like,
1: it's it's been dictated, it's gone
0: down a path. Yeah. We're on that path.
1: It's got to follow yeah. it. So So, we're just riding that one out, seeing where that goes. But. It's still going, that, right? It is. Yeah. It is. It's gotten many, many thousands of views today for for people just trying to learn how that super glue works. They want the cyanoacrylate chemistry explained to them in great, great detail. <laughs> great detail with
0: those yeah. little black and red balls.
1: <laughs> I didn't even have a model kit in that Did one. I just <laughs> uh, I hacked into my old ChemDraw account and, oh, and yeah. drew out the <laughs> drew out the electron pushing mechanisms and the chemical structures and everything it's an okay video you go check it out if you don't know what i'm talking about i mean uh,
0: i remember liking it three and a half years ago
1: oh good good so
0: whatever i got it
1: (laughs) but yeah there's there's no telling what what's going to do well on on youtube because the the view chart of that is just like a flat line Mm -hmm. of just you know getting getting 20 views a day something like that and then it's just like oh then for a week you're getting forty thousand views a day it's just okay yeah Yeah, i mean
0: it's it's impossible to predict these kinds of things but i mean that's a pretty nice welcome thing to happen and i mean uh,
1: oh it's not a bad thing it's just a silly thing it is just silly his makes me question how the world works
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i mean you know with with the the advent of gorilla glue in your hair like (laughs) i mean people gotta know these things
1: (laughs) there must have been some sort of cultural event recently involving super glue that that started this but i can't for the life of me think of what it would have been i mean if anybody
0: does know like legitimately, if there was something, like definitely leave that in the comments because I want to know what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And my uh, chemistry of two-part epoxy videos—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's getting a few thousand views a day that. now. Yeah. The, yeah, the people
0: who who came for the
1: the CA glue—they're staying for yeah. the epoxy. I think it's all autoplay coming off of the super glue videos, but still could be still. A little trickle down your chemistry video yeah, viewership. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's me. That's me. That's not bad. Uh, we each have our own stupid stories for what we've been up to. Let's, it's you true. ready to talk about paint or you got we, any other stupid stories?
0: I don't think I wrote anything stupid down. The spider thing just happened. So that was kind of uh, just on the top of my mind. Uh, we do have a couple of hot tips though. I did want to lay down some hot tips. Uh, Because I've been getting out hot tipped by Brent like every week. He just comes in fresh with one and and didn't mention it. So I thought I'd kind of do the same thing. Uh, One of these hot tips is, in fact, from a listener subscriber. And one of them is my own. So I'm going to start with mine. Then we'll get to the the listener hot tip. Uh, Black construction paper in your hobby space is a necessary tool. I like it it works really well. You can put it underneath your workspace and it's easier to see your gray plastic. Uh, it's great for like a quick palette. If you need it, you can kind of rinse your brush off and, and get that point, you know, going just, just to get the right amount of paint on it. The, the construction paper kind of sucks up the water a little bit. So I like that for that. You could also use it as a dry brush tester it's really good it's right there in your workspace it doesn't really matter and then it just it's dry you know so yeah highly recommended black construction paper
1: okay i mean it seems like you do all that with a white paper towel but hey no let see-, see the paper
0: towel it's like if this was an infomercial right i'd be like oh uh, uh, and then the paper towel would fly off because it's not you know it's just a paper towel
1: it sits we'll off to the side. Let us know in the it's comments no below if you think uh, black construction paper in any way replaces a white paper towel. Uh, it, it does. L- let us know. We'll, we'll set up a poll. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll
0: see set up a poll. See if anyone knows what Casey
1: is talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're doing if you're doing like glazing
0: or something, uh, it wicks off the uh, the excess moisture and I don't have to hold the paper towel. It's already there. It's on my desk. Right? It's laid down nice and flat. Just boom, yeah, done. That, Don't have to think about it.
1: That bounty wicking action. Yeah, okay, it's, okay it's, all right. Come on now. we <laughs> give you a C-plus on that. Oh, yeah, of the day. yeah all right, uh, all right. What, what else you got? You said he had another one? Yes, from a, uh, uh, <laughs> a listener subscriber to the
0: channel, uh, Mr. Gary J. Uh, His hot tip he put down in the comments was uh, gluing a piece of sprue to the end of the X-Acto knife barrel so it doesn't roll off the table and stab him in the foot. I like that. It's actually pretty good. Better safe than sorry, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got like a tic-tac-sized piece of sprue, because obviously now everybody's cutting their sprues up and keeping them in a little box. Right. Like, of course, you have an extra that's perfect use for it. You just glue one on the end so it doesn't roll. I like mm-hmm. it. it's good. I mean, because technically, like, what I use is a piece of foam, like uh, some insulation foam. I just jab the thing right in there, and it's like a little block, right? And it doesn't go anywhere, but it's not permanent. I lost the piece. It's somewhere over here. I don't know where it is right now. So, I mean, that exacto knife could roll off the table and stab me in the foot.
1: And, I mean, I don't always wear shoes. Well, there's a use for all our sprues right there. hmm yeah
0: you know you could you could mail one piece of sprue to every person that listens to this podcast and you'd still have that entire box
1: they all have sprues i know
0: (laughs) but they don't have Goobertown sprues
1: no they don't (laughs) look you're gonna think of this hot tip the next time you stab yourself in the foot with your roly-poly exacto blade it's possible I will think of this hot tip the next time I stab myself <laughs> in the right. foot with my roly-poly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, that's all I one for of those hot tips though. that's really not that useful until it's uh, suddenly right. useful.
0: Right? Yeah, it's one of those you think right. about it, you don't do it, and right. then you wish you had. All I mean, right. there, I've had some close calls, like for real. Like I, I set an Exacto blade down and it just rolls towards me and it falls and it's like, yeah, the end hit my foot. Good thing it wasn't the sharp end.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I can see that. I can see that.
1: You know what, Casey? Next week I'll I'll try to do the hot tips <laughs> of the week next week. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, okay. We'll see we'll see what happens. See if you remember any hot tips.
1: You got any new good ones. If I develop any hot tips. If you develop them over the next week. Yeah. Okay, we're we're talking about paints, Casey. Paints. Yeah.
0: Specifically, like, why do we own so many paints and how many different paints do you actually need? Those kinds of questions. Because as miniature painters, we tend to hoard things like sprues and bits of sprues and paint, right? Like, I have probably as much paint well okay that's maybe a bit of an exaggeration but i have a lot of paint not necessarily compared to the amount of models i have but it's not far off either like i have a lot of paint um so like wh- why why do we do that why is it that we go around and we're just like you know what i've never tried pro crow i'm gonna buy a set of that or or you know like everybody starts off they go to their hobby shop and they buy like 40 army painter paints or they get the 300 mega kit right like even if you don't know if you like it you're you just buy almost every time i go into a hobby store i buy paint even if i don't necessarily need it just like i'm here might as well because i might need a third bottle of that you know purplish brown that i
1: like so much well, before we forget about it, that is one reason to buy paint. If you're at the hobby store and you're like, well, I'd like this hobby store to be here. The next time I want to go there, I should yeah. probably buy some paint again. Yeah, it's, that's uh, true. Yeah. P- paint is the perfect. I walked into this hobby store. I should probably buy something before I walk out. It is the it is the perfect filler for Making, you know, checking that box, making sure you buy something before you walk out the door. Right. So just just before we forget about it, it, it fills that role very nicely.
0: That's true. And, I mean, I, I do I do think about
1: that when I go in. I'm like, well, at least I am here. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick up something, right? Yeah, if they got yeah. any old-style null Oil, I'll pick that up. Otherwise, did they change null Oil? I I'm keep hearing this. I'm pretty sure they did. There was a there was a like a wave of videos about them changing null oil a few months back. Really? They put it in a smaller bottle and also changed the formula a little bit. Oh, that is that is highly disappointing. Casey stops recording and gets in his van and goes and all the local thinking hobby shops it. trying to stock up on the. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly thinking about it. Trying to stock up on that null oil. <laughs> Like, I've got, I don't know, like... Do it tomorrow, two, Casey. Two Do bottles. it tomorrow. We're, we're recording here. The the viewers need...
0: I'm getting yeah. anxious now. I'm like, it's, it's all going to be sold. It's like when they did that with the... the uh, What are those? The glazes. They're just like, oh, nobody buys these. They're not useful. And, and now you can buy a bottle of unopened, like, yellow glaze
1: for $40 on eBay because they're the best. Casey buys a lot of paints because FOMO... A little bit, yeah, yeah. You're missing <laughs> out on those old style paints, they're never going to make those paints again. Nobody is ever going to make a paint that good again. So far, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it just happened that uh, I bought the
0: entire line of Pro Krill and it got here today.
1: That's awesome, yeah. I think that was actually probably a good move.
0: I, yeah, I mean, and there's yeah. there are reasons for that, and we can get into it a little bit. Um, It's not technically my favorite paint, but it is a very, very good paint.
1: Mm -hmm. Therefore, Mm
0: -hmm. I would like more of it. There you go. Yeah. So generally, like when I paint, um, I use everything from every brand. Like I will pick out, okay, I like this specific white I like that brown. I like this orangey brown for that, you know, highlight or whatever. Um, like, they're just combinations that I've come up with. But because I moved, right, I was pretty limited on paint over the last, basically, month that I've been in this garage. Um, and my Pro Acryl set was set aside just because it was a set, right? So... I had it set aside and I was using it pretty much exclusively without anything else. And just kind of thinking like, man, like, why do I have all these other paints? Why am I like making my life difficult by having all of these different combinations? Like, does that make me a better painter or am I just making excuses? And I think when it comes down to it, it's kind of just excuses. Like there are certain paints that do certain things better. But generally speaking, if you're just painting a model to, like, play a game with or something, there's not really any good reason, I think, to mix and match a whole bunch of different paint ranges. I
1: just think it's weird that we do that. Depends. I mean, different lines do have their strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, On the whole, though most hobby paints will work for most purposes and there's something to be said for just grabbing whatever is in arm's reach at your hobby desk there and, and using that. Yeah. And so uh, given that fact, there is the question of why do some people tend to accumulate multiple lines of paint um and and when I say lines of paint, for some people that's just going out and yeah. buying the whole line of paint, but for mm-hmm. other people that's like your hobby store has a couple of different lines of paint and each time you go there you buy a couple of bottles and you've got 10 bottles of of one brand and 15 bottles of another and i think that counts as having a couple of lines of paint that's that's fair that's fine yeah sure um, like a good yeah.
0: selection of different brands to get a feel
1: yeah yeah Yeah, for, for this, we're, we're not just talking about people who spend 200 to get this line and 300 to get all that line and, you know, another 200 to buy another line. We're not just talking to those people when we're talking of accumulating too many paints, too many lines of paints. We we can also be talking about the people who are doing it in a reasonable piecemeal way that, uh, you know, they, they turn around and look at their desk and all of a sudden, wow, I've got, got a lot of duplicates of dark browns and bright greens or or what have you yeah yeah um so so i want to introduce a theory that i have on why we accumulate different lines of paint and why we end up with three different bright greens from three different brands or or what have you so i have a theory that as for hobbies especially but for a lot of things in life part of the learning curve involves purchasing to experience. Okay. So, uh, as one example, I have in front of me a fairly nice mechanical keyboard. At one point in my life, I was very into computer games and, and build my own computers. And I was reading all the forms about keyboards and, you know, yeah, sure, you can get a $10 Dell keyboard or a free Dell keyboard and It'll work perfectly fine for millions of keystrokes, and you never need another keyboard. Yeah. But uh, now, now listen up. It's clicky. I like it. Sounds good. Makes me you feel good. You hear that? Mm-hmm. that? That's a Cherry MX Blue mechanical key switch.
0: <gasps> oh man.
1: And now, now I'm gonna, we gonna do this again. It feels good. It sounds good so anyway, anyway like i went through a phase of my life where i'm like oh so like looking at the different types of of key switches and like oh this one's got a, got a click to it oh this one's silent oh this has a smooth operation oh is a you got to put a couple more grams of pressure on this one and and so there's there are some things where if if you're getting into a hobby there's some things that you need to you know pay to experience essentially mm-hmm. And so I was at a phase where like, oh man, I want to try, I want to try this kind of keyboard. And so you, you go out and buy a keyboard mm-hmm. and it's, it's not, it's not just the, the materialistic greed. What I was paying for was the experience, the learning process of, of feeling and understanding what people were talking about. Yeah. Um, and Unfortunately, in that particular example, I didn't live next to a good electronic store where I could just go in and try all the different keys. Right. Where they're um, sitting in, out, yeah. in my example, it was pretty much you, you mail order a keyboard with your Cherry MX Reds or, or whatever. Yeah. Huh. But, um, take, take underwear, Casey. Mm, this is, this um, is a good example. Yes. You know, as, as a child, your your parents buy you certain types of underwears mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then as you mature start you start to buy your own underwears.
0: underwear. Kind of yeah. yeah.
1: And then and then you go on through Fruit of the Loom. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. your Hanes, mm-hmm. you got your well those are the big two, but um yeah. you're trying out the Costas. different styles, the different the different materials. And eventually it's it's the Hanes Boxer Brief Premiums is is the good ones. But you don't know that until you buy a lot of multi packs of underwear, Casey. Like you. That's true. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I feel you because I myself have landed on the same conclusion. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's weird. And and no matter how many Reddit forums you read about what's your favorite kind of underwear, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. there's <laughs> some things that it, it's a tactile feel. It's it's a personal thing, and. Underwear has a lot in common with paint in this way, mm, in that you know, people, people on the internet are being like, oh, the, the coverage on this is really good. It feels smooth. It's it's vibrant. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it's or it's got the right springiness to it or, or, or That's, whatever is it is.
0: Right. It's got to hug yeah. the leg just right.
1: Can't ride up.
0: Can well, I'm talking B2, about paint.
1: Yeah. I'm talking about paint now, Casey. Oh,
0: well. See, I hate it. Even on those Hanes, though, the, the little little bar at the top you know the little strap that goes around your waist a little stretchy band sometimes
1: those things are floppy and they flop they don't don't just sit right now this is this is you're not you haven't entirely settled then you're you're still you're still thinking you're still shopping
0: well so not 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 too long ago i did find that there's a thicker band that they make this is not even a joke. That's how stupid this is. <laughs> and I I only buy those now. Cause they're specific. I also need the multicolored pack. Um because like I, I wear pants, like jeans but I and, like only a wear lot of holes in them. Yeah. Yeah, well no, see, I'd probably be wise to get like a single color. But since like generally down just above my knees where they kind of sit I got some holes in my jeans like most of my jeans are just ripped um, and the holes keep getting bigger so like you can see color poking out like I tried to match my my underwear showing through the holes for family pictures the other day to my wife's shirt she didn't think that was funny so I had to change my pants but um yeah paint though
1: right a little different but kind of the okay. same Okay, so <laughs> you you buy your first couple of paints, and you're like, okay, these are okay. I'm I'm painting, I'm painting. Some of my models are looking good. Some of them are not looking so good. Yeah, are these the best paints? Am I? Uh, uh, the reason my models are not looking good is because I got crappy paints. Are these even good paints? And then you mm-hmm, see somebody mm-hmm. online being like, oh, you got to get those those Reaper you MSPs. You got to get those. Mm-hmm. You got to get mm-hmm. those scale seventy five. So what you need is the Monument Hobbies. You start being like. Uh, you know, what, what is the range of experiences like for paints? And so it's, it's that question of like, I want to learn more about this hobby. Mm -hmm. I want to understand what other people are talking about. Um, I want to know if there actually are paints that are a better fit for me and, and how I like to do things or paints that feel better or paints that, uh, you know, look better on the type of models that I do, whether that's coverage or vibrancy or, Mm-hmm. or what have you um and so i think the a very logical progression of being curious about the hobby wanting to learn about the hobby is wanting to try new things and unless you have a friend with a lot of different paints and who is willing to let you play around with them that just goes straight from wanting to learn to wanting to purchase new bottles of paint
0: that's true that's true um yeah, like, uh I think seeing the end result that somebody else gets with a paint, you know, you, you want to obviously, like, get better and replicate certain results. Like, if somebody's a really good painter, you're like, wow, that's like, well, it, you know, this paint has, like, a really matte finish to it, right? Like, it looks a little bit different. There's no shine there. So then, oh, yeah, no, scale 75, that's that's where the people, they, they paint these, you know, display pieces. They got to get that, right? Um. There's a lot of that for sure. And it is like trying different things out and finding what works for your style. I think that's that's pretty important because... There is. There is. You know, you evolve and, over time, but like there are certain things that you end up liking about certain ways that you paint that dictate the types of products that you end up using.
1: Right. I I do think there's a point where you kind of get over the learning curve once Mm -hmm. you've tried three or four different brands of paint you can kind of see like what the boundaries are of the differences between paints like to a point they're all paint to a point they behave kind of the same yeah like you you can get an idea of how much better it's possible to be sort of you know where the where the edges are and then you, you get to a point where you're like, okay, no brand is going to be, you know, 50% better than any of these ones that I have already. Pretty much, and, yeah. And, and you get to the point where you're like, okay, even if there's some new brand on the market, it's going to be like, what, 5% better than my favorite uh, orange, you know, mm-hmm. or 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 whatever the color is. I do and have so I think a favorite reach, orange
0: that just I think, feels better.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people reach a point where they're like, okay, I, I understand what water-based acrylic paint is and the, the kind of possible range of attributes that it can have. And I think, um, I mean, I we uh, we went to Gamma. We saw Duncan Rhodes's paints. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were both curious about them because we'd heard people talking about them, but at the same yeah. time, we we're like, okay, it's a range of acrylic paints. We pretty much know what this is going to be, and we can kind of think about where this fits in compared to other stuff we've tried. Um, and we liked them, but, but it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like crazy in any direction from other stuff that we were familiar with. Like it wasn't, yeah, it was, it, it was in no way shocking. We, we knew what we were getting right, in yeah. for and, and, you're like, okay, this is what this is. This makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Not bad, not bad at all. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's a point where, you know, a new line of acrylic paint coming to the market. Y- you can guess what it's going to be. I mean, it could be, it could be worse than what you're expecting. But uh, <laughs> that's you know. true. Yeah, that is <laughs> very true. Uh, it can all be, can always be worse. It can yeah. always
0: be worse. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a reason that you start off with the boxer briefs. Or I shouldn't say that. The Just the briefs, right? Your tidy white. It's just like your your Apple Barrel paints. And then you graduate because it just doesn't work as well.
1: Man, I went through a lot of packs of uh, multi-packs of T-shirts before I figured out that you want the tri-blend. The, the oh, tri-blend. Oh, okay, That's uh, okay. cotton, polyester, nylon in uh in a thirty try blend Yeah, yeah. it's soft it doesn't do the gildan cotton thing where it all curls up
0: oh yeah yeah
1: that's true yeah, you try some stuff out and then you get to the point where you've you've learned enough about a topic to know what you're going going in for um okay so in in terms of accumulating paints there are things that are outside of the range of water-based acrylic paints mm-hmm. so i don't know reaper msp scale 75 monument hobby citadel vallejo like to to a point they're all in the same category there's differences between them there's personal preference but but to a point if you've got like some representatives of a couple of those ranges and you got a couple options for each color you're you're fine at a certain point you can chill out and stop buying yeah uh, like acrylic paints yeah well there's Um, there's like
0: a weird curve that comes with that too like like if i see a new paint or i've like you know i'll see oh yeah you know uh, my my store has these uh uh scale 75 like game colors now right that's a new thing i haven't tried those
1: you know yes that's where we're going that's where we're going exactly
0: so i start picking those up though and then after i've tried Five or six of them. I spent, you know, a good amount of money. I'm kind of like, am I gonna find the breakthrough if I buy one more yeah. bottle? Probably not. And then I stopped buying that paint.
1: So those are uh, scale. So you said war colors. What did you say they were? The
0: uh, what is it? Fantasy game. Fantasy something. It's, it's scale seventy five. Okay. It's just but, their. But you're talking about line.
1: their their acrylic paints. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um what scale 75 also has instant colors am i remembering that correctly so that's their contrast line okay so we we get to a point where there is a product that is substantially different that you want to give a shot yeah so contrast speed paint uh you know instant colors from scale 75 um Dipping inks, dipping whatever the inks, yeah. Vallejo Express that's or whatever is called. Call.
0: I would have thought for sure they would have come up with something better than that, but that's a weird, like, okay, dipping inks. All right.
1: Dipping inks. So yeah, that, that gets into a, a new type of paint product. This does something different than your regular old paints. I, I want to experience that. I'm curious about that. And so you go out and you buy some contrast paints or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and in and in that category, that is actually a, a very slippery slope because in those, you know, inks, contrast paints, speed paints, whatever, w- the bottle looks nothing like what it looks like when you're actually <laughs> using it and putting it on a model. That's true. That's very so true. So in terms of paying to learn something paying for the experience paying to to level up your your brain yeah um man that's one where it's real easy to just kind of find yourself buying the whole range and yeah i certainly did that um with the secret weapon washes the colored washes oh that Secret weapon i had, had to
0: stop myself
1: I couldn't stop myself. I got <laughs> through the whole range. I, uh, Oh, wow. <laughs> I probably, you know, did three or four trips to my local store of, you know, I bought four or five washes the first time, oh, a couple man. of the other, you know, and like four trips oh. to the store. And finally, I just went online and bought the whole rest right. of, of the set of colors from, yeah Secret Weapon Washes. Man. And, I mean, that was, that's a tricky situation because you can't just look at the bottle and know what it's going to do. Yeah. Um. Not only, yeah, the, the color looks different than it does in the like dark liquid in the bottle, yeah. but also because the pigments are all kind of act different. I mean, some of them turn out darker than you think they're going to be, mm-hmm. or, or kind of just barely stain things. And there's like, yeah, different, different degrees of, of how hard that hits when you, when you're washing the model. So man, that's a tough one. That, it is very easy for the washes and the contrast paint, speed paints, to accidentally buy a whole set. Yeah, given time, at least. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, and I I started down the path not too long ago with kind of a, a similar thing. I was I was looking into the the army painter air paints, and that's kind of the same type of a thing where where you look at it and it's like okay, well, you know, it's it's air. I don't have to. I don't have to mix this up, right? I'm, I'm saving a step, and I started buying them, and it's like, oh, I want to test this color out. I'm gonna test that color. I had to again. Did just, you really? Yeah, and I had to stop myself. Just be like, this is stupid. Like, I don't need to do this.
1: I think I think uh, airbrush paints should be pretty easy to stop yourself on because you do pretty much know what the color is gonna be a, a lot of times bit. it's pretty closely matched to one of their normal paints sure a lot of times you can just use the normal paint and you'd think thin that it down though. or not and just because put it through the airbrush yeah
0: i did the same thing with vallejo game air and that range is super hit miss Mm -hmm. Some of the colors, nice pigmentation goes on just like you would think it would. You mix up the bottle, you see the color. Okay, cool. That's the color that went down. It didn't take much, you know, not a thick layer of paint as intended through an airbrush. But there are some colors that you really have to do several passes with in order to saturate it enough to get the color that's in the bottle. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, man, like, is this going to be like that? And so far, thankfully, what's in the bottle has been what comes out of the airbrush. And that's, that's different. That's actually a huge improvement for just an airbrush ready paint in my experience.
1: So that's why
0: I was on that track.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So I think there, there is a category of, why do we buy so many paints that are like actually direct upgrades from something you have? Mm -hmm. So we've been talking a little bit about side grades, you know, Vallejo versus Citadel for just their, their paints. Like it's, that's a side grade. That's what kind of bottle you want your paint to come out of. Um, but there are situations where, yeah, if, if you're telling me that the, the Vallejo game color error is not good, that replacing that with a different line actually is an upgrade in a lot of cases. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of the examples I was thinking of is for priming through an airbrush. The Vallejo has a lot of different colors of surface primer mm-hmm. that are the exact same bottle design as Dino Res or Monument Hobbies uh, primer bottles. And they behave very differently. Like if you're oh, yeah, they're, they're if you went out and you bought a a couple of different colors of primer from Vallejo Surface Primer mm-hmm. and you're tired of your paintbrush getting jammed up after ninety seconds of use, then you absolutely like I am telling you, it is it is okay and actually probably a good thing to go out and buy and I've been having really good luck with the the Monument Hobbies primer. Nice um, and most of the time, I have good luck with the Steinle Res, the Badger Steinle Res yeah. primer too. I've had a I've had a couple of bad bottles from Steinle Res, but yeah, too. Ninety um,
0: percent though,
1: yeah. for sure. Yeah, or and not not crapping on Vallejo at all. Like if if you're having a hard time with metallics, go out and buy some Vallejo metallic paints. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's a good choice. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think I think overall, like Vallejo makes a really good product. They're Primer paints on a little bit better That particular primer With a brush than it does through an airbrush Because sure. it will clog sure. your airbrush Like very fast <laughs> Yeah um, But I've definitely used a lot of Both of those primers Like I did end up making the switch to Badger Because mm-hmm. of clogs And then being told like Well yeah it's because this doesn't clog And that will And go figure that's exactly what happened um yeah. I mean, obviously, like, a lot of word of mouth and watching YouTube videos, right, is, is going to get you to want to buy more paints. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, I think people were using inks back in the day, right? Even sure. Games Workshop sold inks. And then it kind of, like, phased out, right? I, I don't remember a lot of ink usage, like, in the early 2000s. And not even that far after. Like inks were just back in. Everybody's got an ink, right? Or something similar. Um, and now, like, I almost never paint tomato without it. I use inks all the time.
1: Well, yeah, depending on where you're drawing the line between inks and washes and, and what have you. Sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, I do mean, like, actual, like, you could put it in a pen ink, okay. right? Okay. Like, you know, yeah. like a Liquitex ink. Um, yeah, cause I haven't tried like, and it's another thing, right? Like I've heard people go, Oh, you know, those alcohol inks got to get some of those. <laughs> like, like do I, <laughs> like, yeah. the answer is probably no, but I will.
1: <laughs> so, so I think. I think we're pretty standard in this, in that we'll try like a couple of brands of of side grades just to 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 get a feel for for what's out there. So you know, a couple of brands of of acrylic paints, and then oh, well, gotta try a couple of brands of inks. Mm-hmm. You got contrast paint. Oh, now you gotta try speed paint, and um, so so like I, like I think I've gotten to the point where. Like, I've, I've tried contrast paint, I've tried speed paint, I am curious, but not as curious about, you know, Vallejo Express, and the war paint, or the instant colors from Scale 75, and the, the dipping inks from Green Stuff World, because it's like, okay, I think this is all kind of in the same class, I don't need to try absolutely everything from this class, I've got some things that behave probably similarly, um... And, and, and eventually out of curiosity and, and to, to learn and to get that experience, I probably will pick up a couple of bottles from all of those, but... Um yeah i it's not the same burning desire as the first time that i saw uh secret weapon colored washes <laughs> not not that at all it's like okay hey okay, yeah yeah I've, I've got a guess as to what this stuff is and there's i'm sure there's some finer points and some individual bottles right. that are that are winners and losers out of the, these lines but um mm-hmm. but so let's let's say that we get into this habit of getting like two side grades from each category okay. okay you got acrylic paints you've got kind of the thick colored washes whatever you want to call those we've got oil paints you've got airbrush paints airbrush primers and there's inks you know there's there's enough categories of stuff that if you get you know even if you're just doing one main line and then like a, a couple little bottles from a competitor brand. Yeah. That adds up. Yeah, it, do- it, it, does. it does. Yeah, it does. Um, and even if you realize that your style is, I just use acrylic paints. I don't even care about oils and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh you still got all those bottles in your basement. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, as long as the caps on, they're not going to go bad. Probably. Oh, well, you know, maybe <laughs> it depends on the brand. <laughs> depends on the brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I think just to kind of answer the question of why do we own so many paints, I think on my personal journey, and I I do think that this does apply to mostly everybody. I think it's chasing the idea that there is a product that just does a thing better. And it will make you a better painter.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I have tried all the things. And I use oils and I use inks and I use enamels and all of it, right? And, And somehow there's a magical combination that will make my models look better. Now, in my head, I don't think that's really true. I think it is whatever's closest to you is the right paint for you. For Literally, the most part. like proximity on your desk. If I see a yeah. green, that's probably good. Probably yeah. going to work for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I think there's you know the the ideal blue paint is a score of a of a hundred A plus the ideal perfect blue sure. paint for you and i think the majority of blue paints on the market are somewhere between an 85 and a 90 on that scale yeah, and uh yeah. if you keep buying blue paints you'll find a a 92 percentile out there and and good for you but um but yeah part of that learning curve is buying a couple of bottles of of blue paint and like hey this one's an 85% and this one's an 87% and and, that's a that's oh, a good way to man, learn. man, this actually. one's this one's an eighty-eight percent. But you you yeah. kind of learn like what the range <laughs> of what paint is, what it can do, yeah, what the limits are, and uh, uh eventually you stop buying blue paint because you you realize <laughs> you're you're chasing after a dream. That, that's true. It's not true. real. Yeah.
0: Oh man, that's that's actually that's a good point. I do look at it like that. Um, for specific colors, right? For for like yellow, for orange, and for blue. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the, those are the tough colors, right? Like, how good is this orange? How good does it look if I highlight with it or it's over red or does it coat in like one or two coats? You know, like, probably not. Yellow doesn't do that. Orange doesn't do that. Um, like, white is the, the, the biggest culprit, right? Like, is it gonna chalk up? Is it gonna start getting clumpy? like white is so terrible which is why you know
1: a lot of people switched over to like white ink yeah the, the range on, on whites is like from 45% <laughs> right, up yeah. to like 80% yeah. yeah
0: I like that though it's, it's good it's like a, a scoring system for, for paints yeah. it's like no this is definitely in that you know per, the top percentile right
1: Um, so yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah I like it. But you you buy a few brands and you realize like okay like this this is about as good as it gets. This is this is my favorite white. This is my favorite purple. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you get a sense. But yeah. And again, unless you have some really good friends who are willing to loan you paints and let you play around with their paint sets in order to get that experience and that understanding, eh, a lot of times it it does involve purchasing a, a sample of paints for yourself and, mm. Mm. and learning those things and then having those bottles sitting around your hobby zone forever.
0: Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like that you have a million brands of paint, like it, you're going to eventually figure out what works best for you. And for the, the application, Right Like you're just gonna figure it out because you're gonna use it enough times. Yeah, right. Like I, I figured out that toxic green from scale 75 highlights over literally any other brand of green the best.
1: And that's just what it is. So there's there's that whole other level of things of like if you if you do want to get your perfect color wheel, yeah. And, and your perfect color wheel is like, you know, picking and choosing the absolute best selections from seven different brands of paint. I mean, yeah, you can chase that dragon if you want. Go for it. That's a big uh, dragon, yeah. 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 That's the dream right there. The dream. Um, <laughs> and, and I do have listed on my notes here, some people have an unhealthy compulsion. If they hear there's a new line of paints out, give that line figure yeah. out what the winners are in that line oh, and, and hopefully you get something that's an upgrade from your 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 current setup
0: well like i'm waiting for a,
1: a set of chimera paints in the mail and and that's a chimera is an interesting thing because it is mm. a, a gimmick isn't quite the right word but it's a it's a different category the Chimera I, I know goes mean, on though. the yeah. Yeah. they they're a, trying to a smaller to be more artistic. range of pure single pigment yeah. paints, uh, that's, that's made with an emphasis on, on mixing mm-hmm. and vibrancy and all that stuff. Um, they are bright. And so maybe if you do have, you know, paints from a line that has 90 different colors, maybe you want Chimera that has, I don't know, it has 20 different colors. Yeah. It's not,
0: not very many. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and, I can certainly see why people end up with, even if you're smart and you only buy one paint line and you're like, okay, I've got, I've got Citadel for my normal acrylics. I've got my dollar Rowney inks. I've got, uh, I'm going speed paints for my, my colored washes. I don't know. Yeah. But even, even so there's, there's all these categories and, and if you are experimenting and learning and, Spending money to to do that learning, you're still gonna end up with a with a whole bunch of little bottles hanging around your hobby area. That's true. And um, look, we're we're coming kind of close to the end of the year here, and so there's this other element of you've been really good this year, you know, and you deserve it. Yeah, you, you've earned it. Yeah, yeah. Just so, a few more bottles. Nobody else is gonna buy you a new line of paints. Ah. See, you you got to do that. On
0: Amazon, Vallejo <laughs> sells their, like, pre-packed, like, oh, this is for painting wood. This is for painting metal. This is for whatever. Mm-hmm, they have those packs mm-hmm, on there, mm-hmm. and they're only, like, 30 bucks. So, yeah, 100%. Like, put those on your wish list, because that's how I got on mine. <laughs> like, people just bought them. They were on my wish list.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. It is 100% do that. <laughs> that's how you get more paints, right there.
0: Yeah, if you don't have to buy them, then it's it's definitely worth it. the uh, yeah. the weird The weird thing is, though, like I've unpacked those kits and I forgot how they go together, so I just kind of pulled the same things. So it's like, oh, well, that's that's a uh, skin tone. Uh, the only the only actual pack that I've ever gotten, uh, and it was the same way that I still use, is the Scale seventy five like uh, how to paint skin. Because they just there there are the combination that they included in that box is like you can paint any kind of skin and they have the like proper shading for that that you can do. And it just it makes it easier. Like I always grab the same like okay, I'm painting, you know, Caucasian skin, I'm grabbing this particular bottle to shade that skin because it just has the look that I want. That's like the only set that I still actually maintain. It's, it's sitting in order, like on my shelf. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like that color is that, that's the skin color today for that, that particular guy.
1: It's all mixed up otherwise.
0: Yeah. It is literally whatever's closest. Like if I want that skin tone, then whichever one I could reach at the time, cause I'm also holding an airbrush that's attached to a line or whatever the case is, you know. Yeah, that's where I'm at. But right, well, that's, again, why why I ended up getting the uh, pro a the set, because since I've been using it and it's been right there, I figured, well, if I have more of that and it's still right there, then I'll probably grab it, and that
1: seems pretty good. Yeah. So, so I bought it. Yeah, they're, they're getting into more and more local stores. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, none of mine, but <laughs> mine either. But I'm I'm hearing things. I'm oh, yeah. hearing things. So yeah, they're getting around. They're, they're expanding. That's a good thing. Yeah, real good thing. It is good.
0: I I enjoy their their paint. Like it, it does work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, as always, I recommend that you use the paint closest to you, and that if you're you know if you need to buy some new bottles of paint, do it from the store closest to you. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it it is a really important consideration of what is available locally for for when the urge hits, for for when the need hits. Yeah,
0: one well, like if you know that they carry a certain line, then you can just kind of like dabble a little bit here and there, give yourself an excuse to go to the hobby shop, right?
1: Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm,
0: like mm-hmm. my uh, one of the hobby shops that I go to pretty frequently, um, they started selling used miniatures. Like, they're buying and selling models now. So, I have an even better excuse to be like, I could buy a new bottle of paint and see what they've got, you know? It's like, it's making it easier for me to get down there. And the more ranges that they put in the store, it's like, even more, oh, I could go down, you know? I I could use that, like, random Reaper paint that I probably don't need, but I've never tried. Yeah. Like, I was buying Reaper paints for a while there. Yeah, nice bottles.
1: Sure. Yeah yeah absolutely uh reaper is the one where i i actually have several of their triads but just for for no fault of theirs they just kind of gotten pushed off of my hobby desk and i they're they're not right. the closest thing to me most of the time but
0: yeah man i was using them for like a lot of stuff for a while like especially yeah. early on like coming back uh-huh. to painting it was like look at how big these bottles are i'm never gonna run out and they, they they're just right in front of me so i was using them constantly and then like you know like Menoth white and Menoth white highlight were like my go-tos
1: and and i haven't used those in like three years i gotta cycle them back in man but uh pro acryls first pro acryls first yeah yeah
0: Yeah. well now that i got all those new colors i gotta
1: yeah i know put them on that scale right Well hopefully next time you'll be able to report back and let us know how you're liking that bright jade and that plum, you know. That that bright jade threw me
0: over the edge, by the way.
1: I saw Mm -hmm. that and I'm Mm like,
0: Jeez, like (laughs) I gotta I gotta get it. Yeah. It's it's too much for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well Um, on that note
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have to start talking about the pool table again thank you again for joining us on another episode of paint bravely if you enjoyed this podcast please help us out by leaving us a review on itunes subscribing to the youtube channel and sharing this message with your hobby friends and as always we appreciate each and every one of you for listening and we will talk to you next time
1: talk to you next time